It's Amy's Table, a girl's guide to living with Amy Tobin on Q102. Pull up a chair and join us. Everybody knows we should cut back on our meat consumption, but it's easier said than done for card-carrying carnivores like me. In her latest book, Cook Without a Book, Meatless Meals, best-selling author Pam Anderson suggests that we try to eat meat-free just a day or two a week to start. She offers lots of inspiration with recipes for simple vegetarian and vegan meals that are made from easy-to-find ingredients. And you can tell Pam likes to teach and inspire us because she's included tips and techniques for stocking the pantry and refrigerator with meatless meals in mind. And instead of rigid recipes, Pam shares master formulas with loads of variations for all kinds of things from hearty breakfasts to satisfying main courses that her readers can make her own, their own. And she is joining me today on Amy's Table. Hi, Pam. How are you? You nailed it, Amy. You well, got that book right. <laughs> <laughs> you like that? I thought it was perfect. Well, I've got to tell you, as usual, your books are all so great, but this one really speaks to your, I know, your philosophy of, you know, learn some techniques, yep. learn some, some, some formulas, as yep. you put it so well, and the yep. sky's the limit. Well, I mean, that was the thing. I decided a couple of years ago, we were on a family vacation down in Florida, and we were all sitting around picking at the, t- you know, the tail end of our paella supper and the sausage and the chicken and the shrimp and seafood and so forth. And the subject came up at dinner that night about what we were actually going to finally do about sort of mass-produced meat and, and how we were going to deal with that issue in our family. And, you know, I finally kind of sat down and figured out, because for years I said, I'm a food professional, I can't commit to any one particular lifestyle. I really need the, the freedom to do what I want to do. Right. And that night I realized, you know, it's possible for me to, to, to eat meat, you know, eat meatless two days a week. And so I did, I committed that night. But of course, that's a vacation, you know, a commitment. And then you come home to reality and, you know, you make a pizza one night and you make a little pasta the next, you know, the next yeah. time. And then it's like, Oh, God, what do I do? (laughs) But, you know, Pam, don't you think it's a little bit sort of our training and our culture? Because in reality, on nights when it's just me and my family isn't home, I I don't make myself a piece of meat. You know, I eat meat free. And and so I think that so many go to easy things. But we have this expectation that as as the cook in the family, we've got to make a party sort of. And, And the thing for me is like once you take the meat out of the center of the plate, which is what meat is in our culture, then you're like, oh, God, there's this gaping hole. What do I do? Yeah. And so my book is really geared towards carnivores looking to cut back a little bit because I, what I wanted to do was to create a book that was really satisfying, really pleasurable, really celebratory so that people look forward to their meatless nights as opposed to like, uh, I just don't know what to do. I can't right. do this. And then I think a lot of people I've heard, you know, they go to this farmer's market and they shy away from buying certain vegetables because they don't know what to do with them. And, you know, or their CSA box, they get it. And they're like, oh, God, I've got all these beets. What am I going to do with that? So this book is really geared towards giving you flexibility and freedom to cook and give you basic formulas so that you can cook based on what you've got around what's available, what's in your CSA box, what's at the farmer's market, 
is which it, you have a taste for. Is it also kind of a reflection of, I know you've been sort of going through this personal transformation over the years of becoming healthier, becoming yeah. more athletic and, you know, fitness yeah. focused. And does this, does this have any relation to that too, that you're realizing how well you can eat and stay fit and lean? And Yes, I think so. And, it, and it's really interesting that you bring that up too. You're very, you know, observant because, you know, I just, um, my books really do follow the course of my life. Mm-hmm. And I, I do share with people as I experience things to kind of my journey and what I've learned and what I can help them understand as a result of having, you know, experienced it myself. And, yes, I do feel like, I mean, to me this has less to do with about health than it does to do with about, you know, sort of the just the, the way that we the raise the, the quantity, the animals, you know, and right. the quantity that we need to sustain ourselves, and it's not sustainable. So for me, it's not about stop eating meat. It's about eat less meat, better meat. Right, right, right. And and in the process, you're you're eating even healthier, even leaner, and getting your... And, and cheaper. Yeah, I way mean, oh cheaper. oh my God, you know, when you, you, you buy a couple of cans of beans and make bean burgers out of those, it's simple, it's easy, and it's so much cheaper than a pound of ground ground beef. If you're just I mean, if you're just joining us, we're speaking with Pam Anderson. She's the author of her latest book, Cook Without a Book: Meatless Meals. And you know, Pam, I, I'm looking through the pictures and I'm thinking, okay, I, I'm not missing the meat when I look at this whole mm. skillet, potatoes, and eggs. <laughs> I know it, it's funny because when I was working on this book, every almost every time my Midwestern, you know, raised husband who loves his beef and pork would get up from the table and say. I didn't meet. I didn't miss the meat, meat in this dish. Yeah. So you know, I mean, that made me feel like, okay, there. You know, this is this is going to work for people, because it is it isn't lean, mean. You know, you know, cold, crunchy granola kind of vegetarian. Like I said, it's really celebratory. There's like, you know, breakfast pizzas and and wrap and run on the go kind of wonderful sandwiches, and there's these really cool dishes that I that I made that I think, you know, when people think about, oh my gosh, I could never imagine a Reuben or a Cuban or a Caesar, you know, a chicken Caesar salad or, you know, without meat. And I created these really, really alternatives that are just like, whoa, these are just really good and I don't miss the meat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I so. think that's it. It's packing up the flavor, packing up the excitement, and remembering how many things we all love that are meat-free to begin with, like French onion soup. There's yeah. no meat in that one. I mean, you might be yeah. having to switch from a beef broth yeah. to something else, yes. but you know, and, there's. And I found actually a lot of, in a lot of those soups. It was very interesting that miso is the kind of the the ingredient that gives you that that sort of yeah. what's missing in a vegetable broth because. I always say vegetable broth to me tastes a little bit like a non-alcoholic beer. There's, just, <laughs> there's a little something missing, you know? Yeah. And so, you know, the miso really helped in, in, in with that French onion soup. Oh, my gosh, it's so, so delicious. Well, does the miso have the, the famous now umami, umami in it? Yeah, yes, that's it giving that little, that gives the yes. savory feel in your mouth if you yes. are looking to get rid of, of meat uh, in your yes. diet. Try adding umami-packed foods. Let's see. Yep. What are some other ones? Mushrooms. Mushrooms. Eggplant. Um, I mean, and then there's some really fun ones that you really wouldn't think about. Um, like I said, in the, um, the Caesar salad, instead of using just bread croutons, because, you know, if you've got chicken, okay, bread's fine. 
But, you know, if you're going to put some chopped boiled egg in your Caesar salad, you need something else a little extra special. So I take hash brown patties, frozen hash brown patties, cut them into cubes and, and, and saute them. And, oh, my gosh, uh, it totally uplifts so the, good. the Caesar salad. It makes it something like, wow, this is really great. Oh, that sounds so good. I am yeah. so going to try that right away. <laughs> well, you know, you, you offer, it seems like every time I talk to you, I get some really mind-blowing tip. I think back to, I think it was last year when you talked to us about evaporated milk instead yeah. of heavy cream. And, yeah. you know, and, and what I also love is that you and your daughters all work together now with Three Many Cooks. I think that's so cool. We do. We love it. And... We continue to evolve as as a as a, as, a, as, a, as strong you know women mothers and mother and daughter in in our pursuit of, of this website because as you well know it's it's all about you know offering to your readers what they're looking for what they want and and also kind of sharing that mother daughter experience that that you know that we all love and and many of us have whether you're an aunt or a grandmother or a mother or yeah. a sister you know we've got that on the site too plus some good recipes and good food oh definitely and lots of great videos too well i'll tell you what there's lots of inspiration from cook without a book meatless meals pam anderson's latest you can find more about pam on three many cooks.com and of course i'll put all her information as well as her recipe for savory scones or should i say her master formula for savory <laughs> scones on amystable.com pam anderson as always it is so great to speak with you thanks for all the ideas and information so great to be with you two and enjoy this month. Thanks, Pam. Okay, bye. Stick around for another helping from Amy's Table on Q102. Q!